military veteran, entrepreneur, college professor, father of four, and your podcasting host, Dr. Aaron Bryant. Oh, hello, hello, and welcome to this edition of DrBryantSpeaks.com. I am your host, the D-O-C-A-B, or Dr. B, or just call me Aaron. Our show, of course, is for all those military veterans out there in the world, but of course, anyone that is willing to listen is welcome. So, you know, every show we will discuss new and various topics that impact families and military veterans. And many of our topics actually come from the listeners and some are hot topics that are impacting each and every one of us today. So on that note, today's show topic is about transitioning into being a parent. Now, I am by no means going to attempt to tell you what to do, how to do, or give you advice on when you think you should do as it pertains to being a father or mother. Nope, that's not what I'm gonna do here today. I am simply going to discuss and share what I did as a parent and hope you do not see yourself in my personal mistakes and things that I actually did after my military tenure. Now, if you already read my book, Permission to Heal, violence, faith, and family, you will know that boring is not a word that follows me. But before I start, I need to give awareness to the Wounded Warrior Project and their diligent efforts to assist our veterans. Not just the veterans, but the veterans and families, similar to our show, right? And I'm hoping that you can go to their website and find some useful information. Website, you can be found at www.p.org. That's whiskeywhiskeypapa.org. Now, back to parenting. You know, when you get out of the military, you know, many of us, including myself, of course, is that we are programmed a certain way. You know, we were used to being conditioned as where a drill sergeant will structure you to follow orders. You will have your chain of command for you to follow a rigor of responsibilities. You will have expectations that are required to be executed without question. There are a lot of things that goes on in our minds that we typically are programmed to be able to adapt, move, communicate, execute. All of these things are based on following instructions without question. Now, the challenge is when you are programmed and designed to be that way and you come out of the military, how do you turn that to where you can actually be able to adapt 
and associate with others who may not think the same way as you. You know, it's uh, it's not easy, especially if you're somebody who actually went into combat and actually saw the things that you saw, the things that haunt us in the evening. You know, night terror is a very challenging thing to have to tolerate and it impacts you on a daily basis. So for you to go through life every day and to try to turn all that off, all that noise, quote unquote, to turn it off and to be able to try to adapt to things that are less than normal, it's, it's a tough situation. You know, you don't want to wish that upon anybody, especially somebody that you love. So what do you do? Oh, you want to push other things, such as education. So here you are, this disciplinarian, this role model, this person, this parent that is trying to ensure that your child will not have to suffer what you're dealing with every day. So you say, you know what? You need to do better. You need to be better. And to do that, you're talking about things such as education. And that child comes home with grades that you're not fond of. Or they're not even trying. How do you react to that? Are you the type of parent that's going to turn around and put on your drill sergeant type mentality? You know, the chain of command that drills, you know, I know me as a ranger, you typically are going to come off with that, that tab spec four and you're going to start yelling because the expectations are being met. You remember basic training, everything that you do, you don't do unless you're being given direction to do. And when you're being told you need to do it to the best of your ability. So that expectation is already embedded in you. So you want that to be something that your child can deliver. But how do you do that without turning them away? Your child is your child that loves you as a parent. Doesn't matter who you are as far as being successful. Doesn't matter if you're somebody that doesn't have a job. Your child looking to you as a role model. And as they're looking to you, they're wanting that guidance. So if you're turning around and yelling and, and complaining about how their lack of delivery is not meeting your expectations, you might want to rethink the way you communicate. Try sitting them down. Now, clearly this depends on the child's age, but if you have a teenager, I can promise you being able to sit the child down and communicate with them in a rational approach is gonna go a lot further than yelling. Try giving them examples, help them understand the differences. I know with my son, I actually would, you know, we're out and about in the car. I would typically will point something out and I'll say, you see that person over there on the bus? 
Do you think that person works at a corporate job or has a master degree education? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just because you catch the bus, you're not somebody that has an education or intelligent. That's not what I'm saying, because I know by better than anybody that is inaccurate. What I'm just trying to differentiate is the reality sometimes, just to make my point clear. You know, there's, you know, homeless people out there that are very educated, but they're suffering from mental health issues and challenges. So I get it. It has nothing to do with that. I'm simply trying to use something to leverage reality for my child to process that if this person is driving a beat up card with license plates are expired with a dummy wheel and the cracked windows versus the other person who is driving a Porsche 911. What is the reality between the two people? Anybody with money clearly will not want to drive without tags and cracked window with a dummy wheel. I can't really use the example that they drive in a Honda Accord because I actually know very wealthy people who actually drive Honda Accord. So I can't actually use that. But again, for the sake of the example to help trigger the thinking process, these are some of the things that you might want to factor versus yelling. Because again, that's what we're used to. We're veterans, we come out, we're yelling, we're commanding, but not to your children. Being a parent, you got to learn how to sh shift or switch gears. You know, you, you're the person that they're looking towards for almost everything. I remember one time my daughter was looking at me and I was outside in a driveway and I had a cigar. Now, I don't, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes and it's not something I do. Not even in Ranger Battalion. I didn't even do tobacco or chew. You know, ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> but it wasn't something that I did. I didn't do that. It was, I didn't need it for guard duty. I didn't need it for just keep me awake. So tobacco was never my thing. But I do enjoy a cigar because it helps relax. In addition, I picked up that habit because, you know, when I'm on a golf course, again, something very therapeutic. So I'm looking for anything and everything I can to help. At the time, I didn't know that, that's why, but over time in education, and I'll talk about this on another show, how that has been truly beneficial to me, but I'm getting away from the point. So my daughter is sitting here looking at me. I have the cigar in my mouth and she picks up, she's about, I don't know, six, I think, and she gets a pencil or a pen or something and she puts it in her mouth and she's imitating that she's smoking that cigar. That broke my heart. It just broke my heart when I saw that. I immediately stopped smoking cigars at home and I just kept that something I did on the golf course. But again, my child is watching. The communication you have with your spouse, yelling, arguing, and it could be about anything. You could be arguing about finances. It could be arguing about the dog, it doesn't make a difference because your child is watching. Think about how you communicate. Think about where it's best to communicate. Raising your hand to your wife. You know, I know for a fact I've never hit a spouse or a girlfriend. I never will. Maybe it's because something I learned early on, but 
think about that. I'll punch somebody in a second if they were there to hurt or harm a family member. Trust me, I didn't learn martial arts for nothing, but my, but never a spouse. Being angry, being able to start yelling and commanding, these are the things that we're used to, but not something that we want to reflect or teach our children. You know, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and I'm gonna talk a little bit about coaching because that was something that I was very proud of. And it's actually one of my worst performances as a parent. You know, my daughter, when I mentioned earlier that I played golf and my daughter was right there during that time of my evolution of golf. And as I'm practicing, watching golf channel, building up my skill sets, somehow my daughter picked it up and she's right there with me. And it's truly one of the most rewarding and one of the worst performances I've, I've done as a parent. Because it, when I should have been coaching her and I should have been taking advantage of that father-daughter time, giving her inspiration, keeping the sport fun, I was actually being a drill sergeant. I applied my competitive nature. I applied my discipline, personality onto an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old. You know, it's so unfortunate because my daughter was so good. She was really good. You know, she was so good. We would go to golf ranges and people would stop and they would go, oh my goodness, is that your daughter? She is really good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there was a time where there was a high school coach who walked by and my daughter was pretty tall for her age at the time, but you know, he noticed her skill and he was like, what school does she go to? And I'm like, oh, she's not in high school yet. <laughs> she wasn't even in middle school, I don't think. I think she maybe was just getting out of elementary or she was borderline middle school. But he was like, when she gets to high school, you gotta bring her to my school. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please visit Dr. Bryant's website, drbryantspeaks.com. Also, visit his social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, all titled drbryantspeaks.com.